Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. Uh, my name's Alex Newell, your host and GM, and with me as always I have... Uh, James Ross. Bryn Monroe. Ben Meredith. Lydia Nicholas. And quickly, what character are you playing? Uh, I play Sasha Rackett, who is an antiques appraiser who loves stabbing. Uh, Zolf Smith, short, stumpy... No, short, stompy, grumpy... <laughs> I meant to say, I went with Stumpy instead of Grumpy. Uh, cleric, there yep. you go. Uh, I play Hamid Salah Harun Al Tahan, the uh, sorcerer who is less charming than I had originally intended. <laughs> uh, I am Sir Bertrand Bertie McGuffingham, uh, who is what a silver spoon would look like if it were a man. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, and before, before La- we... landlord of the winking falcon. <laughs> <laughs> That you should retire. Best euphemism ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before we start this session, I think it's worth mentioning, I should have mentioned this last week actually, um, we're now recording and we've already launched. 
So there's already people listening, and it's going well. So just as a heads up, thanks for everyone who's already listening. Thanks Yay. for thank you. We love you. Thank you. And yes, thank you thanks. specifically. Yes, you. Yeah, you. The one you. we're talking to now. Everyone else, they suck. You, however, are great. You're amazing. You're the best one. You and I really like your yourself. hair. You are my favorite. You, you've been working out lately. I can tell. Nice hat. Yeah. But one extra thing to add to that is, <laughs> if, uh, if you're not wearing a hat, maybe you should try a hat. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd look pretty good in a hat. <laughs> That's not saying anything about your hair. Genuinely, I, I James, think, we'll I, I think well. the audience is suitably appreciated. This, yeah. is, this is a new podcast. It's <laughs> a conversation with James Ross. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got a very soothing voice. No, he's <laughs> using pomp and pageantry on the audience. <laughs> 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 Might get a plus one to have, like podcast success. <laughs> but right. anyway, no, no, rolls um, in the last. Round. We will be uh, giving a shout out to every single person who gives us a written review on the first eight weeks as just a bit of a thank you because that's that's when it's most important to us. Um, anyway, plugging aside, that's always the boring bit. What was the thing that happened last week? Well, you guys started investigating and you came upon the tailor's shop where the uh, let's call them the bombers where the bombers uh, appear to have come through. You then seem to have made your way past a cave-in that they originally did to dodge Sasha when she was chasing them the first time, and have discovered on the far side of it an open manhole. Yes. So, last thing that's happened, Sasha has just seen the open manhole. Let's pick up from there. Um, like, guys, uh, is there anyone... uh, Guys? Guys? Uh, Bertie just takes one step and goes that ten feet down straight. (laughs) Hello! Do we hear the crack? Because we oh, saw yeah. Down. Oh yeah! <laughs> Pop down here, chaps. What? Well, you'll need to go like up and then along and then down. There's a hole. You can hear her voice muffled coming from the far side of the cave. Oh, yeah. oh! There's a hole, guys. We don't need to oh, dig. Just, just give me one more minute. Um, I'll be right there. I just finish up the. Yeah, you're, you're still and... sort of tracing the path. Wait, then I'll climb up the hole and. I'm uh, still faster yeah. than Zolf. <laughs> <laughs> Despite my stumpy little legs. Yes, well, I'm still quite short. <laughs> Not as short as you, no. But, uh, okay, uh, where are you heading, Zolf? Um, up into the tailor shop is the cupboard hole, very obvious. Uh, there's The cupboard is open, and up to the cupboard, everything's fine. And the second that the cupboard, like, you look into the cupboard, there's just a hole. There's a cupboard hole. You want to come <laughs> down here? Down the hole, chaps. Through, like, the hole and Through stuff? Through the hole. Yeah, in it. Down, down the hole. Down the I hole. Look, hole. I, look, I look down the hole. You see um, a big shining silver spoon of a man <laughs> at the bottom of a cave, uh, Bert, Bert, of a hole. Bertie, get out of the way or I'm going to jump on you. Will that hurt me? No, it's just inconvenient for everyone involved. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless you want to catch me. I, I, I'm going to try catching him. Why not? Why not? Uh, it's, it's a team building exercise. It's a trust exercise. Look at this. This new mercenary company. Better than going out paintballing. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to catch him. All right. Well, if, if you're sure, hop. Okay. Give me a reflex save. Uh, what do I need to roll for that? Roll so. a d20. 20. Oh, well, uh, oh. what I was going to say is <laughs> uh, you then add your reflex save, which is up on the left-hand side, which is One. small, but you've got yeah. a natural 20. So, uh, Des- yeah. <laughs> you... Describe how you catch a uh, falling stumpy dwarf. I catch him. Who has a trident strapped to his back. (laughs) A full-size trident. I I catch uh, Zolf the falling dwarf uh, on a single upturned finger and it connects. uh, The balance is absolutely perfect. On your peg leg and I hold him like that like you're a twirling ballerina in a music box. Is that my tune? Oh, is that my tune? (laughs) 
Perfect 20 of ambient noise. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, to be very specific, that was an ice cream truck going outside the window. That's not an additional like, post production noise. Ice cream should not be a major problem. It's fantastic. Every time. We've decided to give up mercenary work and form a touring ballet company. I was going to say, it might be a good backup plan. Yeah. I jumped down the hole. <laughs> yeah, you, you landed, it's fine. Uh, the only one who'd have to make an acrobatics check then is Zolf, because, you know, Zolf. <laughs> I get a minus four. I was going to check for traps around the manhole. Mm. Look at I, you doing stuff that's sensible and so relevant to the plot. I, I uh, maybe I missed the description. What is down this hole? So currently down here, it's a small... Um, at first, it looks like a cellar. Closer inspection, it looks like just a continuation of the um, sort of the building that you're in at the moment, but maybe more of a service tunnel or something. It doesn't look like it's meant to have regular use. Right. Um, featureless, almost a corridor, really. So there's still a pile of rubble. There's a pile of rubble behind. Yeah. Um, and then at the other end, there is an open manhole with the cover pulled across to one side. Going down or up? Going down. Going down, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I want to do that. How, sure. So that's so, disabled device? Uh, no, what you do is you do a perception check okay. to find the traps, and then a disabled device if you find right. them to stop them going off in your face. What I'm going to need to do in order to differentiate my voice from Sasha's one is to speak incredibly partially when it's me. Okay, we'll try this <laughs> This is my out-of-character voice. <laughs> this is how we all speak. I don't know what <laughs> no, you're drawing attention to. No, that's fine. Uh, okay, so I wrote, I've got an 11, uh, which... <laughs> We're now role-playing with the Queen. Because <laughs> that is a six. Seventeen. Seventeen? Okay. Um, so, yeah, you head up. Presumably you're checking the manhole. Yeah. Yeah. To spell out, actually, technically in Pathfinder, if you're in a room and you want to do a complete sweep of the room, you have to do a check for something like every five feet. Um, so normally it's waiting... It's it's silly. It's um, I don't oh, think you can do. We've all got lives to lead. Come on, <laughs> you not if to... we fall into a trap. That's true. Bryn, you may want to double check that, but as far as I'm aware, it takes an enormous amount of searches normally. Yeah. Nor I'll I'll. But I'm just looking. At it's the a manhole. salient point. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, so heading there, you uh, head over. You do your sort of taps. Actually, describe yeah. it. Describe so, it. So I I flow over there <laughs> like ball bearings that have fallen out of a blown up ball bearing factory that was built on a slight slope. (laughs) 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 And like the very faint kind of rattling of all of the balls flowing down are my fingers very delicately touching the floor and trying out all the different permutations of weight Mm -hmm. and uh, tension in which there might be strings or buttons or whatever traps are made of in this steampunk Golemy world. Okay. Um, well, yeah, having the tap around and so on, you find that there is a trap. Um, it looks like there is uh, something rigged to the underside of the uh, manhole. Um, it looks to have effectively just a tripwire running, mm-hmm. a very, very thin tripwire running right across the main hole. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you discern that it's there. So is now the time to rock out my disabled device? Yes, it is. Okay, so that's 14 plus 7, 21. 21, yep. You manage to effectively reach down and having a look underneath without disturbing the tripwire, you see there appears to be some kind of device strapped to the underside that's rigged to the tripwire. Very carefully, you um, hold the tripwire at the end where it would pull out, Mm -hmm. snip it, tie it off, 
and can uh, reach in and remove the device wholesale. Ooh, what is this device? Can I appraise it? I do like <laughs> It's a skill I haven't managed to use much so far. Um, using the disabled device, you already know what it's effectively oh. for. Um, it looks like it is another Thunderstone ah. that has been um, rigged to the tripwire, um, along with a very sort of compact version, but still another one of those oil flasks. Ah. So it looked like it was going to deafen and burn anyone who tried to climb down. Sounds aren't like a guys, barrel of laughs. Aren't you guys grateful that I wasn't spinning on a finger? Yeah. <laughs> so, Got to amuse ourselves where you actually do I pocket things. both things. <laughs> cool. Uh, add them to your inventory. Telling them. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you pocket the trap components, we'll call them. So that's my, So that was a... Thund- thunderstone. An oil flask and a thunderstone. Cool. Did, Bryn, did you get the other ones, the vials? And yes, so I've got a Thunderstone and fire, you call them fire flasks, and I've got two of those. Um, call them oil flasks. Think of it as a Molotov that's primed yeah. and ready yeah. to go. That's effectively what they are. Um, the reason I clarify that, actually, for listeners, is there's something in Pathfinder called Alchemist Fire, which, if these are Molotov cocktails, it's a bottle of napalm. Yeah, Alchemist Fire is um, grim. It's significantly stronger, more potent, and a bad day for anyone. It's it's one of those items that you'll you'll want to pick up along the way at some point. It's a good way of someone's chasing us. I drop this in the building, then building's now on fire. Problem solved. Like it's a it's kind of a staple for an adventurous mm-hmm. kit. Same as an acid flask. Good for getting through locks and things like that. Okay. So anyway, yeah, you've disabled the device. I, there, there was a trap, guys. Mm. I, uh, oh. Yes. Now there isn't. Well done. Thank yeah. you. Cool. Very so, well done. Who do, do you want me to go? You, like you want me to go down, won't you? Uh, ladies first. Uh, after you. Okay. Right. So I flow like. <laughs> we'll see you head down the manhole. Yeah. Cover. There's, there's limited episode times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. I I go down the manhole super sneaky like mm-hmm. and look around. Uh yeah, heading down the ladder. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit damp, a little bit slick. Heading down, you're clearly heading into a sewer. Nice. Um. The smell isn't as bad as you'd expect, but it's hardly flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, getting down, you drop onto uh, sort of, you know, you can have those side sort of walkways beside. Mm-hmm. It's very narrow. Uh, Bertie's going to have a tough time unless he wants to wade through rivers of poo. Oh. Um, but that said, like I said, it's very well maintained. Um, it's very, very, like, it's tiled. Um, it's it's clearly had a lot of work. Uh, is it suspiciously well maintained? or is It, just... it is as well maintained as you have grown accustomed to in Upper London. And the fact that its sanitation services are equally well maintained is nothing less than you would expect. Right. Okay. Unless um, I, my character, would, uh, because he's like. Oh, you mean in real life? Yeah. Great. It's a clean sewer. Right. Okay. How are there clean sewers? Right. <laughs> so it's weird that it's a clean sewer. Yeah. I mean, but there, there my is. My character would not know that. No, not okay, at all. Cool. Fine. And um, there is, there is, like I said, sewage I, running through. Having a significant amount of experience in these kind of places. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. The, 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 this is ridiculous. Someone's wasting an enormous amount of time mm. keeping something that's designed to channel poo yeah. clean. Okay. This is this is busy work of the most obvious nature. Right. <laughs> we know about their working standards then, and this, whoever these people are. Uh, I, I, do I hear anything? Can, in, in the, I assume this is a tube with... Am I at the end of a corridor, you or is it are stretching? Right in the middle. It stretches off behind you. Uh-huh. Up ahead, up ahead. There's a T junction, mm-hmm. and it looks like a small little waterfall. Basically, mm-hmm. oh, that's a nice way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> give me a perception check. Oh, uh, eight plus 
14, you hear the sound of significant volumes of liquid moving through a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Can we all make such projections? Uh, currently, yeah, she's the only one down. I, I, I think it's such a problem. My character is the next one down, yeah. so I... Um, I, I when I realise you're about to come down, I move a significant distance <laughs> away out of the splash range. Okay. Uh, well, I... I uh, my character clambers down. You attempt to down clamber side. down, wearing oh. full plate armour. Yeah. Acrobatics um, is acrobatics what I tested. You're just not gonna fit whilst wearing the armor. And um, you oh. could take it off, sort of take it down in pieces, then put it back on. You are not gonna fit through the manhole wearing full plate armor. I think you just I, don't have the mobility for it. I'm I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna take it all off, come down, and then put it all back on again. Sure. It's it's a long and arduous process. Yeah, look, I'll give you a hand. Give him a hand. I'm gonna move ahead and scout with you. If that's okay. okay. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I won't. I'll let you take the lead. But. Okay. So we'll go up to the T junction first because I suspect that. Let's have a look. How sneaky are you? You don't know. Um, yeah. Well, I'm hard to notice. All right. So let's go the noisy way. So we go up to the waterfall. <laughs> Quickly, flash cut back to Zolf and Bertie. Get the strap off. This is clonk. <laughs> we have a beautiful moment where our eyes meet. <laughs> And then cut back. <laughs> no, I meet eyes with your falcon helmet. Oh, right. <laughs> and he um, winks at Yeah. <laughs> Are you floating? Uh, I'm going to listen out for yeah, additional for it. sounds. Uh, 16 plus 6 is 22. Much the same, I'm afraid. Um, there, you, you get obviously loud echoing clangs and bangs and stuff. Actually, the acoustics in there seem, because it's tiled and actually quite clean, given that it's a sewer, it sounds like if there was anyone nearby or anything to pick up, you'd probably be hearing an echo of it. They know that there's two guys, or yeah. an army, down there by the like by the manhole, but like they don't know about us, so yeah. still keep it down. We, we sure. look around the T-junction. So getting to the T-junction, you appear to be maybe 15 foot up, um, there's stairs down on either side of the tunnel that you're in that lead down into um, a large, it looks like a drainage pool, it's, it's like a big conical pool. Things are pouring down a waterfall straight into a, a large pool effectively, which seems to be draining vertically downwards. There is a path on the other side, there are stairs that lead down oh, okay. on either side of that sort of walkway of the tunnel you're in at the moment, down to a lower level. See, so that's the actual sewage falls down into a large sort of plunge pool mm -hmm. um, and that seems to be draining vertically downwards so the left and the right are both tunnels devoid of sewage. They appear to be sewage yeah. tunnels or something. That is, okay, good. My character's point of view. <laughs> okay, uh, in that case, sorry, with, with that in mind, I, I realise that we've just gone through the whole process of putting on the armour. Basically, I don't want to have to end up taking an acrobatics check to avoid falling in what is actually quite a short river of water. Mm -hmm. uh, am I right doing the getting changed bit once we've got them there? Sure, sure. You, cool. you, you've taken the armour off. You can carry it. Yeah. You, you have ways of strapping it to yourself and wearing it effectively, but not Carrying it, not wearing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. All right, we'll do that. And then at this point here, I will get... Sure. Shall, shall we scout down this way a bit further? Which one? The, the left fork? Yeah. Okay, so um, let's um, skip a bit of time so that Bertie's now down by the plunge pool with Zolf. Bertie's currently not wearing his armour, could be putting it on if he chooses. I am putting it on, that's what I am not doing. Yep. So yeah, exploring the left hand side. Sounds good. Uh huh. You um, lead on for a while. It's um, a, a service tunnel. It takes a single right turn. Do you poke your head around the corner, presumably? I listen for 
Give me another perception check. It's it's it sounds like there's flowing water behind you. Look round the corner. Yep, I like I look round the corner. No, wait, I look round the corner. <laughs> yeah. Sasha, look round the corner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, looking round the corner. Yeah. You come up immediately to a ladder that leads vertically upwards to a manhole mm-hmm. that's closed, and um, there is a little bit of light shining through holes in it, and occasionally it goes dark, then light again, a bit dark, then light again. Looks like a street up there. Yeah. Should we tre- check the, o- the other um, yeah. direction? Slam cut. And there we go. All done. Thank you, my good man. As, uh, yeah, as um, Hamid and Sasha come up walking next to you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Just, just just wait here a minute. We're going to check the other direction. What did you see down there? It's nothing, it's basically. Just, it turns around a corner and then there's like a manhole. You oh, know, so like it's salt, so just um, an exit, basically. It's, yeah. It's there's people walking by, like, they might have escaped that way, but we wouldn't find them that way. Unlikely they go to a street with a simulacrum. That's, that's true, that's why you're the brain. Or not. How did they get a simulacrum <laughs> through the manhole that you couldn't even fit through, Bertie? Hmm. Was the simulacrum, was it tall or...? It was ten foot tall. But was it very wide? Yeah. It was broad, wasn't it? How wide, as in it would generally... As in, it looked like... A large, well-built humanoid, genderless, um, uh, for mechanically of the large category. Yeah, so, so it's twice ten, the scale of a. Yeah, just think human. of a normal person times but, two. Given that insight, that's a very good point. Do you think this is a decoy? Could they have dismantled it? Or they didn't go down this manhole, and it's just here to trick somebody chasing them. So they're wasting all their time sloshing around in some poo. Where else could they have gone? No, we went. Was, so was we it? Was it a? Uh, was the room a dead end apart from the manhole? Um, yeah. Oh. The they one like, that you first came down, yeah. They're mm-hmm. like, I saw, I saw the guys. You know, like, come to think of it, like, right. So I didn't see the simulacrum with them. I assumed we'd gone first, like we all did, didn't? So maybe they just ran off. Maybe he went out the building while we were all knocked out. I, I, I don't know. I'm not really good at. Them. Perhaps he was the decoy. Simulacrum. Yeah. No, no, the other chap. Oh. The one you were following. Right, yeah. Mm. There were two of them, though. Mm. There's so many possibilities. We'll tie ourselves in knots if we imagine them all. Let's just see what we can find out and we'll reconsider the question later. Good plan. Have we tried the other part? Let's, Let's do that way. quickly. Okay. So, you head down the other path. Again, there's another um, turn. A 90 degree left hand turn this time. Okay, yep, right. Uh, I peek around the edge, I've uh, Peeking around, you see a large door that has a, um, it seems to have some kind of bolting mechanism. Uh, it's ajar, and it looks like there has been, the bolts are torn, either they've been blown off or something similar, mm-hmm. sheared at the very least. So much more likely they came this way. Right, yeah. But then how would they have got here if they didn't come through the manhole? Unless, no, you said it dismantled. That would make they sense. could dismantle it, you could store it in a portable hole or something like that, if you had a big enough one. I mean, there are ways to do it, it's just they, These people prepared, you know, they knew what they were they doing. They did. This has been planned for a long time. We might have to, we'd, well, obviously we're going to have to be careful, but I would, extra caution, they might be waiting for us. Right. 
you say that the door they is... They trap changed. that manhole. Do you want to see if they trap this door as well? Yeah, so... But I go up to the door. Bertie, give me a perception check. 16 minus 1 is 15. And Zolf? Oh. Uh, three. <laughs> Bertie, you see something of an unusual shape in the plunge pool. Just for a moment, something solid seems to sort of poke out and then shift and then disappear into the mock again. Um. <laughs> what? You. <laughs> At this point, I take out my bastard sword and I just poke it into the pool. What are you doing? There's a kind of metal as you connect. Uh, like a you can shift something. Is the, is the object some... moving that I'm... It's moving when you poke it. It is not moving independent of your poking. Right, okay. Um, Beyond the currents of the, the water. What um, on earth is that? I think I might have solved the mystery here. And at this point, I, need, I am wearing my armour at this point, aren't I? Mm -hmm. How waterproof is my armour? Not at all. <laughs> no. Even slightly. It's armour. Also, it would cause you to sink. Oh, I'm not planning on diving in. No. I'm going to get in with it. I'm going to get in with it at some I'm point. I'm at minus six penalty to swim. Uh, I am not going to have my character die in a pool of sewage <laughs> in the sixth episode. Seventh. Seventh yeah. episode. Um, yeah, so um, at this point, um, what sort of check would I need to do, if any, to basically thrust my hands into the pool and pull out whatever metal I did. You wouldn't be able to reach it from where you are. Oh, right, okay. You could... I suppose you could lower yourself in, hold on to the side with one hand and reach out with the other to grab it. But do you, do you want me to get that for you? <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, awfully. All right, then. Make a stepping stone. Do you have the spell left? I do. It's. Uh, I get um, seven uses a day and I've used it once. Oh, of course. Wait, it's your... It's, it's your is it a cleric special ability? Was it? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, from my island's domain. That's the one your domain. So it's, um, it's, a, it's actually an SLA, not a spell. Oh yes, it is a spell. Spell-like ability. Sorry. So to spell out quickly for listeners, there was a lot of jargon there. Um, as a cleric, sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. <laughs> as a cleric, he will pick a domain. So it's sort of like a specialty for the things that he's best at. So you could have the water domain, the fire domain, there's the luck domain. It's just. The, the things that you kind of specialise in getting blessings with, things like that. And a spell-like ability is, it is not a spell. He does not have to sort of stand there and cast it and all of that jazz. It is an implicit ability that he has. It makes a big difference mechanically because some things will only affect spell-like abilities and things like that. Um, yeah, and often with spell-like abilities, um, you get to use them more times a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Although it's rare to get a very strong spell-like ability yeah. as a character. It's more about utility, I suppose, than... I'm, well, uh, at this point, I clamber onto the disc. Oh. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Ooh. Not in that armour, you're not. If you go in there, you might drown. I'll get it. And I take off my just chain shirt. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just in my clothes. Just over your head. Whoop, yeah, done. exactly. Is this right. another um, moment? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our eyes lock. <laughs> um, climb onto the disc. Sure. Basically sit down on it. Yep. And it, um, just kind of push myself off from the edge. Yeah, yeah. It's quite easy, and this is fine over liquids, isn't it? We've gone over. Yeah, yeah. It, it hovers a, a, I think it's a foot above yeah, ground yeah. and liquid, mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't levitate, as no, I found that's out. What we um, yeah. So um, push yourself off, get on my belly, plunge mm -hmm. my hands in, and grab yeah, the you thing. Reach your hands in, and you find yourself gripping something large, metal, cylindrical. It's quite heavy, and you can lift it. You you pluck it out of the muck. It's hard to discern from all of the muck what it is. The stench is. 
quite potent once you disturb it like this mm. and stop you know pulling it near yourself and you'll probably need to wipe it off a bit before you can tell specifically what it is um so if i'm in the middle of this uh -huh. this thing now i, I guess uh, can one of you grab my leg pull me back <laughs> uh my eyes and his lot Bertie strides manfully forward and uh, pulls his legs edge of the disc yeah oh, legs legs yeah. Are hanging over yeah distance wise it's fine uh, does that uh, yeah yeah the, the the stepping stone bobs back heft it onto the uh, yeah push it over mm -hmm. roll off mm -hmm. the disc put my chain shirt back on and mm -hmm. um, you guys come back are you still scouting uh, we've heard all of this well I've heard all, all of this so I at least go back yeah, yeah. sure um, yeah you head back and it looks like they've they've fished something large and smelly looking out no, of what the big pool found. of sewage <laughs> 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 I cast prestidigitation, producing an army of handkerchiefs <laughs> from my po various pockets. Yes, you wouldn't mind. And, and start to, you know, do my little weird sure. flick cleaning. There's thing. a there's a blizzard of hankies. That's what we'll call it. Uh, there's a blizzard of hankies, and then uh, revealed beneath it is a hand, a simulacrum hand, which appears to be torn off at about the wrist, something like that, maybe up towards the elbow, maybe around the forearm point. Forearm. Yeah, like there's, that. there's, yeah, about say halfway up the forearm. Right. And it, to be honest, if you didn't know what you were looking for, it just looked like a gauntlet at first. Um, a very well-made, smooth, and very large, and but way too large for a person. Dangling from inside it, there are strings of um, what look like gold and maybe. In fact, yeah. Uh, can you give me a? Let's go on a praise yeah! check for once. Mm. Uh. That is a 17, and my appraise is 7, <laughs> so <laughs> just 24. I thought as well. Um, so I get a plus 2 on appraise on all treasure found in or underwater. Oh. Does this count as water? <laughs> <laughs> or is it, uh, does it count for sewage? Can I be a sewage back, back, beard back, dwarf? Two-thirds two, two <laughs> water. I will permit you to aid her with a bonus, well, okay. because it was found all under right. inverted commas. Water. <laughs> I'll do my roll and add it to a bit yeah, of your yeah. primary action. Like, I feel like my thunder has been somewhat stolen. No, no, because I'm I'm just helping you. So um, I I got thirteen. I'm going to be honest. It will make zero mechanical difference because you rolled twenty four. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll actually have to look that up at some point. Yeah, we should check the collaboration rules. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you um, start having a look at it, and it becomes very clear that the interior has probably got more precious metals in it than you will be getting paid for this job. Um, there are strands of gold still hanging out, mithril, and sort of silvery mercury coloured almost. So does anyone hear like a rattling or anything? Because it's definitely not my hands shaking. Um, <laughs> there are, there um, are uh, some very tiny gears in there and strands well, of it things. It seems very likely they dismantled it. Do you think all of it's in the pool or do you think they just dropped one piece? Probably discarded bit by bit, I imagine. And uh, can I just sense motive on Sasha? Uh, like I've said before, I'd rather avoid sense motiving and bluffing between your, characters uh, where possible. What's your face doing right now? It's like, I'm not hiding it very well. <laughs> it's just like my eyes are lighting up and I know it's valuable. I'm like, just going to... There isn't a sneaky... Like I'm not actually enough. taking things. Um, I am just what, very what I'll do then impressed is, um, by just, this thing. I'll pop my hand on the thing and say, the Mercenaries Guild will gut us. Okay. <laughs> Fine, I understand there's quite a lot of expensive stuff, but they'll gut us. Can I do a quick perception check for Alex knows what I'll be looking for? I'll tell you what, actually, why don't we take a short ad break and then we'll uh, discuss what you're looking for in a couple of minutes. Okay. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there. Pre-recorded James Ross here. I love what you've done with your hair. Have you been working out lately? God, you look hench. Well, I'm not featuring in the Rusty Quill podcast. I'm a comedian. If you're anything like me, and I certainly am, then you are sick, sick of terrible comedy nights. They're terrible. By definition, that's not very good. So I've launched a new one, Quantum Leopard. Second Saturday of the month at the Rag Factory off London's Brick Lane. I pick the acts, and I have great taste in acts. No racism, sexism, classism, or homophobia, and no picking on the audience. It's a fluffy night for lovely people only. And if anyone's not lovely, I'll murder them and leave them in a bin. 
I've got faith in my acts, faith in my audience. Pay what you think the show is worth, and it's bring your own booze, because I'm incredibly cheap. Suitable for children of all ages, provided those ages are all definitely over 18. Look us up on Facebook, because proper websites are surprisingly difficult and expensive. Quantum Leopard, like the smallest possible leopard. And welcome back. Okay, so you were doing a, a sort of a search check. Okay. 14 minus 1 is 13. Yeah. Uh, no chances. Okay. Um, so, do you think there are more bits of it in this pool? How, how are we going to find them? Uh, All right. Isn't it? <laughs> take off my pack. Take off my thing. No need for pearl diving. Isn't this, correct me if I'm wrong, ladies and gentlemen, but is mithril not a magical substance? Could not one simply detect magic? No. Can, can we like, <laughs> it's could, it's a very special metal with some extremely valuable and we, useful however, properties, we, but it's not technically magical in that sense. Can, like, uh, could we block off the flow of the water for like a little while or divert it? Somehow? I'll just jump in. Okay. I'll just jump in. But good point, Raysbury. Let's just check. Detect magic on the gauntlet. Uh, does it have residual magic? Uh, it does. From what you understand of magic. It feels sort of incoherent, and so it feels like there is some innate magical things kicking around in there. But it doesn't feel like normally with detect magic, if you concentrate, you can be like, ah, I see what this is doing. Here, it, it's it's like listening to static. Mm. There's noise, but it's not really music. But I'm getting a I'm getting a, a glow from it. Basically. It's weak. It's very weak. I look in the pool. Um, there's another sort of weak glow. It's really hard to pin down. Yeah, there's something in there. Yeah, I'll also cast the tech magic, uh, sure. and then I'm going to roll knowledge. I'm going to ask to look at the gauntlet more closely than the one we've already rested. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm going to look at it and mm-hmm. uh, roll knowledge arcana, see yeah, if I can just work it. out a little more about it. Uh, mm-hmm. 13. Okay. 13. So let me okay. just... While he's examining, I'll take off my clothes and jump in. Our eyes lock. Oh, you are oh. going to... Prestidigitation! <laughs> oh, that's actually really... I've, I've never known anyone to make such good use of prestidigitation in like a really effective way. Beginning, also, beginning, oh, beginning to make a mechanical difference. Also, I used, to, oh, I used to be a pirate, so I've probably been in worse places. That, that's true. Mm. Oh, I think I've cast prestidigitation the maximum number of times I can today. <laughs> then you're going to have to be next to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, so presumably you're concentrating and meeting all the prerequisites to yeah, yep. that's fine. Um, so you this will be while he's um, <laughs> poo diving. <laughs> that, that polite enough to say on a family friendly podcast? Uh, I think it's a polite enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, everybody poops. <laughs> um, not in this world. There are magical creatures that don't. It's true. <laughs> I have people to poop for. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Excrement excavating. Does that mean so, could you put a portable hole just right next to your bum so you never have to deal with? Why don't we have an extended discussion of this <laughs> after the podcast? Oh, <laughs> the people need to know, Alex. So um, you find kicking around in there elements of the um, enchantment school, um, a portion of the illusion school. Wait, wait. Um, this is in the gauntlet, not in the. This is in the. In, this is in the gauntlet, and uh, the transmutation school. As well as um, uh, dribs and drabs of the elemental arcane yeah. schools. I'm not going to be able to work out what's going on, but it's going to be really useful in the future to recognise to be able to recognise similar stuff. 
Yeah, no, I get what you're doing. You basically, it's so that if you can see traces of this later, you'll recognize it. Certainly, the complexity of it, um, in in an, in I suppose you'd call it a construct, um, is is very distinct. So, uh, Zolf's just currently swimming in in Ashman. Just going right in there. Uh, right to the bottom. To where it is. I mean, I can see it. Sure. Um, I've obviously I've closed my eyes. So. Yeah. You no have, one, you no do, one wants poo eyes. You do have to dive under, and I'm going to give you a swim check because you feel a very strong yeah. current pulling down. Yeah, that's oh. fine. <laughs> oh, 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 what was the roll? I can't see it from here. <laughs> it's two. Two. Um, two. Four. Four. Total. Yeah, you are gripped in a very strong current pulling you vertically downwards. Um, Good news and bad news. The good news is you're drawing near to the thing that you could detect in the pool. The bad news is you're drawing further and further away from the surface, and the deeper you get, the stronger the current becomes. Um, I will. Ooh, I have a suggestion. I would have to make it out of character, obviously, because our characters don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know if this will work mechanically, but can you summon up another disc directly beneath you yes, and then, like, I can some do. sort of poop elevator? I can. <laughs> Absolutely can. Um, so, yes, I will go for the. Presumably, as a spell like ability, there's no verbal or somatic components or anything to it. Oh. Not not listed, no. <laughs> that was why I had to ask. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Save against cholera. Okay. Okay. Sure, surely one of your domain powers is to be able to cast underwater as a. If it's not, you really side. should look yeah. into it. Silent spells, <laughs> something yeah. like that. Anyway, um, yep, you can successfully summon it beneath you. Um, well, no, um, not yet. Oh, right. No, I go for the, the gold. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, you reach the. Um, the very bottom of the pool, <laughs> and um, yeah, you—it's very clear that there's some kind of hole that it's it's draining through, and that the item that you're reaching for is sort of wedged there. Grab the item. Okay, you reach down, try to pull it out. It's wedged quite firmly. You'll need to do a strength check. I'm going to say that you've now been under, coming on to like 20 seconds, something like cool. that. Cool. Um, do you think he's okay down there? Oh, fine, fine, I'm okay. sure. Uh, 17 on pure strength. 17, yeah, you managed to dislodge it. You hadn't cast the disc yet, right? No, not yet. Okay, the um, flow suddenly massively increases. And give me a reflex save. That's not something clerics are good at. Still got 14. Is that total including? That is total including. 14, you get sucked down straight through the hole that you've just released. As okay. from everyone on the edges, you see suddenly a and then the pool starts draining very rapidly. Okay, um, my reaction to this is try not to panic, just go, it's gonna spit me out eventually and I'm not gonna swim against it, so. Yep. Go with it. And yeah, you see all of the, uh, the sewage um, get sucked down the hole and then uh, suddenly the, the um, waterfall is pouring into a, like a large catch basin and it clearly goes down to about a man-sized hole and there is no one in there. Uh, oh god, uh, no, you, do you, do, can, do, can you swim? I can't swim. I, I could, do you want to grab my ankles? I'll go look for him. No, you go. What, what do we do? Uh, quick, <laughs> here's, here's some rope. Tie it to me. You, yes, okay. <laughs> that sounds like an excellent suggestion. Well, well volunteered. Uh, so we start knotting the rope around it. Not yeah. Left quickly, over quickly, right, and right over left quickly. over right. Okay. Sounds like a thiefy skill, I can tie him. I'll, 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 I jump down the hole. I say, if I tug, pull me back. Yeah, they yep. will. And down the hole you go. Um, you're, you're moving quite quickly down. I'm going to cut to 
Zolf. Hello. Uh, Zolf, you're now completely disorientated, and there's a cu- there's a couple of twists and turns. Um, I've still got detect magic active, so if he's holding the magical gauntlet, I'll be able to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, give me another strength check to keep hold of it. Nineteen. You hold tight onto the one thing that's moving with you, i.e. the the thing, yep. whatever it is, and you're getting pulled along the pipe. So you get a bit of a left turn, a bit of a right turn, and then yeah, you get spat out of a um, what feels like a very very high thing plummet and land in something I'm going to cut back to Hamid yep. Hamid you um, start falling down the tube and then slowly you, you decelerate as there's a couple of twists and turns uh, and you kind of squeak up against and squeak up against until you find yourself just sort of on your side at a sort of 45 degree angle just in the tube it carries on but you're you're currently did you go head first or feet first? Well then, yeah, you're currently in a situation where your arms are above your head, your legs are down, you're not, you're not squeezed in, but you're going to have to sort of start pushing your way along, you're not moving at a huge pace, because there's only a, a small amount of um, the liquid is sort of So I'm not in the immediate end of drowning? No, nothing like that, but similarly, you're not yeah, I'll just start. shooting out like a cork in a yes. bottle, saying like the yes, air's all Yes, that's fair. Um, I'll start, yeah, just kind of climbing quite gradually and slowly. Okay. Control. I'm going to cut briefly to uh, Bertie and Sasha. Um, the that, the rope rapidly tug? disappeared yeah. and then suddenly stopped disappearing and continued very slowly. There been anything like a tug on the rope at all? Uh, what was that? Did that feel like a tug? That felt like a tug to me. Did it, it feel like, like a tug to me? Well, it felt like a tug to me. Did it feel like a tug to me? What do you think a tug feels like? <laughs> it feels like this, like tug her arm. <laughs> and <laughs> and a tug feels like a lady. We'll, we'll cut back to uh, Zolf. No, I want to think of this. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, way too much of a tug. <laughs> what, what, what does a tug feel like to you? Like this, a tug is That like. is a rubbish tug. <laughs> I'm coming back to Zolf. <laughs> okay, Zolf, you, uh, you break surface and... <laughs> yeah. Well, you're in um, a much, much larger, um, sort of like a holding tank or something similar. Um, it's maybe 30 feet across. Uh, it looks like there's walking paths on either side that you could swim to, but it's going to be a bit of a, a tough swim, lugging whatever you're carrying. But better than being in the thing, do the tough swim. You need to swim I'll check? go to the left. Sure. Uh, the, nope, 12, sorry. 12? The uh, weight of the thing is stopping you swimming. It's trying oh, to pull you back see. down. Stepping stone underneath me. Okay, that's fine. Um, um, I'll start call, mm-hmm. calling out. Problem. Not like super loud, but just Zol, Zol. Don't you have your special magical brainwalker talking? He has to have done it ahead of time. Ah, oh, I have oh. to see someone. To okay. There would have been so many good things we could have done. Yeah, but we didn't. Yep. That's, we that's were in a rush to save your life. Well, no, 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 no. I was saying when, when I jumped in, I could have tied a rope round myself, <laughs> could have done the walkie talkie thing just in case things went wrong, loads of stuff. Didn't last, do any of that. I just, I just jumped yeah. in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Zolf, you hear coming out of the tube something similar to. Sort of Bertie! Um, so I will, uh, okay, so basically lie down on the disc, one arm round the thing, mm-hmm. and then just paddling myself okay. in the other like hand. the last bit in Titanic. Yes. Don't let go. <laughs> <laughs> no, that definitely felt like a tug. That was a tug. You don't think that was a tug? I don't think it felt like a tug. <laughs> Your tugs are weird. Your tugs are weird? No. You have the weirdest tugs. You have the tugs of a <laughs> tiny lady. <laughs> Your tugs are like a falcon that's 
half broken wing. Like when was the last time you were ever tugged by a falcon with half a wing? <laughs> and cut to <laughs> Hamid, you've made it to the end of the pipe. I'll um, lean out over the edge. You're about thirty foot in the air, and there's just a, a gentle stream of stuff flowing past you into it. Um, you get a much better view. Obviously, I skimmed description for Zolfi, but it occupied. Um, you see a large, almost think of it as an underground lake. It's it's 30 feet across and disappearing into the distance. Kind of, there's a bit of a haze, yeah. um, but certainly at least like 100 feet. Um, and there's railings to either side and what look like other side um, tunnels where the, the sort of lake, we'll call it, is draining off. Right. Um, multiple leading off into the distance. So there's a gentle flow of the stuff out towards the edges. You see floating upon it is um, obviously Zolf with his disc holding a big lump of something and the flow is actually helping. Looking up briefly you see a large vaulted ceiling. It, it's it's very very functional but at the same time it's it's good workmanship and they've not like done a bad job but it's, it doesn't need to be particularly you know, fancy. Zolf? Oh, hey, yeah. Are you alright? I'm fine, I'm fine. Had worse. I got the thing! Good, I, I guess. Uh, are you going to be able to get out? Well, have a look, see if you find your ways up. Maybe a ladder or something. Honestly, it, it looks like no one's meant to be coming out of this pipe. It's a pipe that juts out of a wall. Uh, looking to your left and right, you see 10, maybe 20 other such pipes dotted around um, other other parts of the walls. It's, it's just a drainage system. Um, they don't often expect people to be going through the pipes. How much slacking is there in the rope behind you? There's maybe 10 foot of slack still. And it stopped reeling out. Um, I, I don't know if I, I can find a way to get you off. I might have to get go and get more rope. That's fine, I can wait. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll be back soon. Sure. I'll start climbing back up, mm -hmm. just to just at least get around the corner. Mm -hmm. So they don't, you know, if I tug on the rope, they don't, like, just pull them back and bash me against the sides. Sure, give me a crime check. Uh, 19 plus 1, 20. Okay, it's a really hard climb, and it's it's slick. The thing that yeah. basically stopped you from just shooting out was that corner. Yeah. Um, because it, it, it levelled out enough for a while that you got to lose some speed, but it's very slick, it's it's designed to keep you moving. You manage to sort of brace your hands and really awkwardly yeah. get yourself up. Like, there's a couple of moments you almost just slip in and end up falling out, but you manage to just make it up onto the slightly level bit yeah. before um, you sort of stop. Okay. We are pulling him. We are, he has been down there longer than anyone can hold it, and he's got tiny lungs. He's, they're all like well tiny. We've got to pull him out. He does have the lungs of a tiny little boy. All right, very well. And I start to tug and pull. Sure. Um, give me one strength check. Three. Uh, plus a bit of modifier. Three. Six. Six, honestly, like you're that light. It's it's the difference between you just making easy work of it, and it feels like you're probably pulling against resistance from the pipe, maybe around a corner or something. But you are managing to pull out yeah. slowly. You're <coughs> obviously from uh, Hamid's point of view. There's a sudden like yank around the waist, and yeah, if you're going to climb up, yeah. it's very clear that if he wasn't climbing, you wouldn't be able to help him up just mechanically. Yeah, yeah. And similarly, if you but basically both of you are only just managing yes. to make this. Between your good climb and my appalling. <laughs> yeah, basically. Right. You weakling. <laughs> that broken wing. <laughs> Someone's been on the pies. Anyway, um, time passes. Uh, eventually, Zolf makes it to the side of the, the lake and Hamid makes it to the top of the pipe. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, well, I'll get out the. I'll let you pull me up the basin as well. It's, back it's slick. It's quite difficult to like that. Okay, so the basin there's a pipe. The pipe sort of goes around a couple of corners, and then there's it. It it shoots out into this huge like vault, like cavern with which is like a lake, almost an underground lake. Um, dissolves about thirty foot from the bottom of this pipe. I should point out, by the way, how it stinks. Yeah, oh, pungently stinks. <laughs> We're standing so far away. Don't we? <laughs> Habit, <laughs> um, it's fine. We can hear from over here. Just, mm-hmm. just project. I cast press the digitation. <laughs> yep, that's fine. Um, this one takes a bit longer. It's a bit ingrained. Um, we'll say that as he's finishing the conversation, there's still a hanky just <laughs> cleaning out one of the last of his uh, ear hole. Uh, so, like, was there more of the was there more of the shiny du- the, the shiny man in the in the vault? Uh, we don't know. It's it's, good. it's pretty big. It will be oh. difficult to find that out. I well, think. we have two options, I suppose. Either we try and haul Zolf out, or we follow him down there. Well, I don't think that's a good idea. I, I don't see. I don't think there's going to be many ways out of this huge vault area. Um, I couldn't see a, a way out at all. I think if I, if I go back down with a second rope. Very well volunteered, I think that's that's Good man, good, well, good well man. done. <laughs> Very well done. I think that's a great plan. That's an excellent plan. Very good. All those in favour? Aye. Raise hands. Yep, we're Aye. both. Yep. I mean, most of it's drained out now, so it, it's not like it's underwater anymore. So it, it, it's not too that's big. That's fine. Not too excellent. big. Of well, excellent. good for you then. Isn't great. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> Enjoy that. I'm yep. glad it'll be good. Routine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, don't this time. I'll, I'll give a really clear signal. I'll do a, a, a triple tug, quick, like this. I sort of I demonstrate. You see, that's what a tug feels like. That's not like anything that, like that. That is totally me. what a tug feels no, like. That's totally what I did. I grab that's another piece even. of rope. <laughs> okay. Presumably tie it off and then so does it tie it to itself. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll create a loop and I'm going to tie it to the piece of rope that's tied to me. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not going to be able to pull Zolf up. Yeah, yeah. So I just need to create a. Single a link basically. Yeah. Okay. And presumably head back down. Head back down. I'll, I'll just leave you. Like, there's this squabbling happening. And yeah. you're quite I've now demonstrated the tug signal that I need, <laughs> that I will give if I want to be pulled back up. And it's it's complicated enough that I won't accidentally replicate it. <laughs> okay. Cutting to Zolf. The um, stepping stone has made it sort of to the edge of the vault, mm-hmm. and yeah, you're, it's it's pretty much level because it floats a little bit above the liquid. Sure. It's um, pretty much level with the edge, and you'd be crawling in underneath a railing. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a very easy transfer. So, I'll, yeah, pop the pop the large object through first. It clangs. Yeah, and then roll in. Just sit for a moment, and be like, well, that was unpleasant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, just sort of take a look around from my perspective, see anything that's going to help me while I'm waiting for Hannah to come back. Uh, the walkway, you're right near up against the wall that you came out of. The walkway just stops in um, a ladder that leads up and then to a higher walkway so that you can cross from one side to the other um, because of a uh, walk on either side of this vault. Um, in the opposite direction, away from where you came in, it disappears amongst sort of haze and gloom. There's not very good lighting. There's no torches or anything. I've got dark it, vision. Oh, have you got complete dark vision? Double check, but I think dwarf. Oh, of course, yeah, dwarf. Yeah, dark vision. Um, where, well, it's within 60 foot. Within say. 60 foot, yeah. So, within 60 foot, everything that I've said is as is. It does still disappear into gloom at the other end. Um, but what there is, is there are a couple of light wells um, dotted um, like um, above the liquid. Um, so, 
there's the faint outline of a far wall sure. eventually, but it's a very distant. Because um, dark vision's a bit strange. It doesn't actually mean that you're spectacular at seeing. Like if it's dark over a longer distance, it's kind of a moot point. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, coming back to Hamid, do you make it to the edge of down the pipe, the pipe again? again? And yeah. yeah, you're at the edge of the pipe. It was a lot easier knowing what to expect. You yeah. could control your sound with, again with the rope and so on. Um, so yeah, uh, are there any other ways out, or are you going to try and climb back up here? I, I brought a rope. Uh, well, let's get this thing back. Just throw the rope down, attached to you, obviously. Okay. Swing it over like a pendulum. I'll catch it. Yeah, so. it takes a few tries. You, you, you manage. Cool. I am going to tie the rope to the object uh, using a crisscross pattern because I'm aware that it is a sphere. Hopefully, using my profession sailor to be oh, good at you, knot work. You can tie good knots. Yeah. I'm even going to get you to do a roll. Okay, Years of sailing. Of course, yeah. you can tie a knot. So yeah, tie it kind of like a package so uh -huh. that it won't slip out and hoist that up. Uh, I give the tug signal and I try and pull it up. It's not going to be. It's not going to be quick work. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, given that this is going to take a while anyway, is it worth just like taking 20? Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, just to explain to listeners, uh, what Bryn's referring to there is something we call taking 10 or taking 20. So taking 10 is where you're going to be doing a job and there's no pressure of failure um, and you can take your time to focus on it. Yeah, you can't be like rushed. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the idea is that you will... Um, basically take the average of your normal roles so in things like appraise for sasha it's it's where it will become useful because it just saves us doing roll after roll after roll when actually you're not trying to do something particularly difficult um, and taking 20 is sort of the extreme version of that it takes a long time it assumes you yeah, fail a lot fail. but eventually you get the best possible result that you are capable of doing so if you were an artist and you had profession artists you could take 20 to make your work of art and it would take you you know six months instead of a week yeah, and you produce, a, you know, several ugly, ugly. Oh, terrible you'd have terrible, things. horrible abominations. But and one then the masterpiece. I rolled a three. It looks like a frog. Yes. And it's saving us doing, yeah, 400 rolls cool. and 600 permutations of frogs and all that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we'll say that you take 10 um, because that's sufficient. Yeah. You guys get it and get the, the thing, the device, whatever we call it, the blob. We get that up, pull it up, and you um, get to the basin and manage to. Pull it up and dump it on the side. Wonder and then I go back down and do the same for Zoff. Well, well we volunteer. Good, good team. team. Good team. team. Good choices team. have been made as a team. team. Good. Yeah. Well done. And we take well 20 volunteer. again. Yep. Yeah. Flash, you, you can take the 10. Flash fine. forward. I take climb over the basin. Please, for the love of everything, clean me up. I cast. No, before we clean up Zoff, I think we're going to end it there. Oh, uh, no. I think we're going to all week stinky. Yeah, stinky <laughs> week for Zolf. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll call it there. So um, thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you had a good time, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye. 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 Ooh, oh, sorry. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill, or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening.
empty pot short and stout here's my handle. meat golems <laughs> <laughs> in my head alright good I've, I've never known someone to have meat golems in their head before now <laughs> they're the ones that pump the pump the valves in no. your brain Oh. Me golems. Yeah. Me golems. <laughs> Suddenly yeah. that. Don't you know anything like about the oh, yeah, that, 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 yeah. that new Pixar film, the whole one inside people's brains, is going to be a lot darker than I thought. <laughs> it's actually a body horror film. <laughs> and hello again. Uh, welcome to the Rusty Gaming Quill. Pull, plop, 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 Silence in the courtyard, silence in the street. <laughs> the biggest twit in England is just about to do something he's going to need to edit himself out of uh, later. Um, you find your long lost aunt inside. Hello, Bertie. Bertie quietly down drops the gauntlet back into the screen. Shh, shh. will be over soon. It's a very grim, re- dark reimagining of the Jeeves and Worcesters. <laughs> He's just killing off his main guys. Oh, seriously, gritty reboot of Jeeves and Worcester where Bertie Worcester just goes around killing his maiden aunts because they're annoying him and he's the sole heir. If it's played by Robert Downey Jr., I'd watch it. Oh, that is, that's such a good idea. That's such a good idea. Oh, yeah. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled Woe period Begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.